Hey leaders, thanks for listening to our podcast. So whether you've had a great year and you're looking forward to that momentum taking you into next year, or you haven't had a great year and you're not exactly sure why, mapping out your direction for next year is super important. And obviously we call that strategic planning. Sometimes though, asking yourself the questions to reflect on what happened last year and then what you want to do next year can be really hard. So we created an assessment at compassleadership.coach called the Momentum Map. So if you just go to our website and look for the Momentum map button, you can click on that and get started right away, clarifying where you were last year and what you want to do next year. It's super simple and super easy and gets you moving in the direction that you need to go with clarity. We'll even send you a personalized plan to help you next quarter. So check out compassleadership.coach or click on the link in the description. And now on with the show. Hello again and welcome to Real Construction Talk. I'm your host, Jeremy Yoder, and uh, I'm really excited to tell you about a new segment we're going to have coming up here, and it's called In the Field. We're going to be going out in the field and getting interviews with contractors, leaders like you, doing it every day. We're going to be asking some questions about, hey, how are things going? What are you seeing? What are ways you're um, getting over hurdles that you're facing on a day-to-day basis? Some real groundwork, grassroots uh, type of stuff. I'm really excited about that. So please keep turning in to Real Construction Talk. We value you being here and very grateful for it. So, hey, today we're going to talk about part of our framework at Compass Leadership are the three M's. And we get these three M's um, from different sources. You know, there are certain things in business that are universal and in building a business, um, working in a company or in a business and, and, and growing and uh, leading a business, there are certain things that if you get right, you're probably going to do pretty well. And um, But there are three things that are reasons why most businesses fail. These things rise to the top out of every business that, business that fails. And either they have a money problem or they have a management problem, or they have what we call a mapping problem, or a planning, a strategic planning problem. Now, most companies fail because they had an issue in one of those three areas. Now, obviously, again, there are more, but we're gonna talk about the money problem today out of the three M's. And um, uh, this is one of those topics, obviously, that we all sometimes love when we have it, but we don't want to talk about it when there is an issue. So we have to bring it up. Um, And so we're starting with that today um, because I've had some conversations recently that lend to that. And especially at the end of the year, you start looking at what did we really make this year? Where are we really at? Yikes. You start thinking about taxes for next year. You start talking to your accountant and the truth comes up quickly. It does. So we're going to talk about trying to avoid money problems today. So thanks for being here. Again, this is Real Construction Talk. We're getting real today, guys. So uh, nobody is immune to a money problem. Problems with money, management, or mapping completely are the things that that make us get nervous, right? About, am I really doing okay? Or if I'm uh, some, some problem arises, like, where did that come from? 
Like, I, I just didn't see that coming. Sometimes in leadership, we can get really blind to what's going on because we want to think the best, like we're doing okay, because that's a sign of success to the people around us. Hey, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Hey, yeah, we're pretty profitable, right? And sometimes our ego, our pride kind of gets in the way of the truth of what's really going on. So if you want to have a successful business, there's some things that you have to do. Obviously, when it comes to money, you got to make money. If you don't make money, you don't have a company. But number two is this powerful, and I think this is something that, obviously, we know this, but that is we have to use it well. Now, I didn't say you have to make a profit. That's not exactly what I'm saying. You have to use the money that's coming in to your company well. What does that mean? Well, there are two ways to make a profit. Either you make more money or you lessen your expenses. That's it. Business 101. So you can continue to make more money, make more money, make more money. But if you're not utilizing that money in the right way, like knowing exactly where it's going and how you're utilizing it and keeping an eye on expenses and things, you're just going to burn out keeping trying to make more money. So I had a conversation with a contractor recently, and it went something like this. Um, They said this. They said, I feel like I'm always skating on thin ice. I'm never really sure if we're going to make payroll. And now there are times when I have to tell the wife to stop spending on anything. And so a couple questions rose to my mind. So I'm going to do, I'm going to say question, then answer. Um, so my question was, so, so what's your accounting method like? Uh, how do you keep track of your finances? And they said, well, QuickBooks and my checking account. I'm like, oh, that's good. Um, uh, do you have an accountant? And they said, yes. Awesome. Uh, do you get a cash flow statement or a P&L, profit and loss statement each month from them? And they said, yes. Oh, great. Awesome. So what does that tell you? I asked. And they said, well, I don't know. I, I, it's all Greek to me. I, I get it and I just kind of put it on my desk or, you know, file it away or whatever. And then I said, so how do you know what you're working with? And then they go, well, my checkbook or my, 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 my statement. I go into our account on, on, our, on, our, on the banking app and I see what we have in the account. And if we got it, I'll make a check. And that is a classic classic scenario, right? Is that a problem? I would ask. (laughs) Most of us would say, oh, well, I don't know. It just depends how much money they have. Right, exactly. Because you got money in the bank and then that covers a multitude of sin. Uh, The truth is, if you don't know what's happening, you're doomed to failure. You, You just are. If you don't know exactly where your money is going, not just what you have in the account, but where it's going. You can't make strategic decisions on what to do with your money. You can't, it's really difficult. I shouldn't say you can't, but it's really difficult to analyze and lower expenses if you don't know where that money is going to or even what that expense is being used for. So you could have several things going on here that you don't even know you're still spending money on. It's the classic syndrome of having five different channels of streaming at home and one that your kids signed up for, one, two or three that your wife signed up for, and you think all you have is ESPN. 
<laughs> you're skating along going, man, that's pretty cool. I have ESPN, you know, but the wife got Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus or the kids got Disney plus and, and oh yeah, also Paramount plus and Peacock and before you know, you know it, you went from thinking you're spending, you know, 20 bucks a month to you're spending 150 a month on subscriptions. You know, we should go ahead and get cable while we're at it, you know. It's only 48 bucks a month, and now it's not that big of a deal. But you don't already know that you're spending $150. So now you're at a $200 <laughs> expense a month on streaming when you only look at a couple of those channels. So unless you know what's happening, you don't know what's happening right? Obviously, same with your business, but it's even deeper and a larger issue if you don't get a handle on it. Now, you might be saying, well, yeah, but I have somebody to handle that. Totally awesome. If you're at that level of a business where you have somebody looking and tracking finances, that's a great place to be. But that does not skirt your responsibility to know what's going on. Because I bet you, if all of a sudden there is a cash flow problem and all of a sudden you don't have money, you're gonna get involved. Don't get involved too late. Be involved at the onset with your finances. To change your situation, you have to change your mindset. It starts internally, it starts inside to think about what do I need to change internally to make an external change, right? The solution, um, that depends. <laughs> with this scenario and, and where you're at, obviously, right? I love coaching because coaching asks these type of questions to help you get down to where your mindset really is right now and why you're doing the things that you're doing so that maybe we can start to make a change and hold you accountable to make that change and do some things to create a habit so that it just naturally happens for you. And that's what I mean. Like, if you're not in the habit of, let's say... Uh, going to the gym, uh, let's say you want to get healthy in your body and you really want to get healthy, but you have not made it a habit of doing any exercise at all. Where do you even start? Well, a lot of us start January 5 or whenever the first Monday is of the year and you get the gym membership and you go to the gym. And that first week is killer. I mean, you're there four or five times that week. It feels great, you know? And then what happens? <laughs> then the next week, eh, it's two days. The next week, it's one day. By the end of January, 1st of February, you haven't gone. And you lose the momentum because you haven't developed a habit of going. Here's a t statistic for you. A habit takes over 60 days for you to develop. It takes 60 days of consistency to develop a, some sort of habit. Habits need to be taken away <laughs> and habits need to be implemented. So what habits do you have in place right now that's keeping you away from understanding where your money is? Well, for, for this contractor, did, he had a habit of just not looking at the numbers. What was keeping him from that habit of not looking at the numbers? So he said, it's all Greek to me. He didn't understand how to read those things. And again, Sometimes our, our pride, because <laughs> we're in the position of a leader, we should know these things. And it's kind of like, man, I guess I should have known these things years ago, but I just don't. It, it's humbling to say, to raise a hand and go, oh man, I need to learn. I need to grow. Find a way to learn how to read those sheets. If you need help, we're here for you too. Just go to compassleadership.coach. We'd love to help you with that. But that being said, um, 
there are other ways to do this too. Like, okay, for, first of all, if you have an accountant, just raise your hand and go, could you help me with this? Help me understand the numbers. Take a little swallow of that humble pie <laughs> and, uh, and go for it. Um, it will benefit you in the future if you humble yourself now. Otherwise, you know, you're going to run into a situation that could be really detrimental or heaven forbid, you're not able to pay your people. Man, that sucks. That's really, really hard when you run into that situation. Then who looks like the fool, right? So here's the deal. I want you guys to really become stellar, world-class leaders. And this is what world-class leaders do. They learned how to read a P&L, a profit and loss statement, or a cash flow statement. They humble themselves and they work. Now, if you have somebody in your office already that's doing that for you, sit down with them and learn and understand your numbers. So when will you have to do that? Well, first of all, you need to set up a plan. Now, how are you going to budget for this next month? You know, set some goals. Where are you going to be? How many times are you guys going to sit down together to look at this together? Or how many times are you going to look at the numbers? So rather than one month, maybe you need to go now go to week to week uh, getting these statements and start to look at it every week <laughs> until you develop that habit. That's right. Two months of doing it every week, every week. Get And, and if you have the self-talk of like, oh, I just don't know the numbers. I don't like the numbers. I don't like the numbers. I don't like the numbers. Well, there's your first instinct or the first thing you can start to think about is maybe you need to start changing your self-talk to, man, I I'm going to know these numbers. I need to know these numbers. I'm going to know these numbers. And it's going to be a good thing. And it's going to be healthy for me. And I'm going to like it. Darn it. I'm going to make myself like it. I'm going to begin to like it. And you'll start to maybe, hopefully, even find some joy in it. Like, okay, I know my numbers now. Why? Because your solid business is going to give you joy in the end. Guarantee it. That's what happens. So watch your growth happen from there. That's what's going to be the beautiful thing is as you start to grow in this section of your business and you really start to understand your numbers and where they're going and what's going on, you can start to make strategic decisions on where your money goes. And you can start to cut your expenses as you raise your uh, income level, right, or the money coming in so you have either more profit or you can take that money and put it into right places to increase your leads, um, increase your productivity and your workforce by creating different systems, things like that. So you're growing your business. That's growing your business. And that's what I want to see you guys do, obviously. So you need to begin to solve your money problems by knowing your numbers now, by creating a plan monthly, quarterly, and yearly. <laughs> that's a projection. That's a pro forma. What do you see happening by the end of the year? Start to pull, put your numbers out. I have a really good tool at Compass Leadership that you can start plugging in numbers for next year, and you can start to see kind of where you might be uh, next year. It gives you, And maybe your accountant has something or a tool like that to help you move forward a little bit. Um, and again, it's kind of conjecture. You're not quite sure, but you can go off numbers from this year and, hey, let's say you were a $2 million company this year and you want to be an $8 million company next year. Or you're $8 million this year and you want to get to maybe 10. <laughs> let's just grow a little bit, you know. Or you have some great things coming up next year and you're just, you're, you're totally excited. Well, know ahead of time what you're going to spend that money on. You know you won't get it perfect, but that's not the point. The point is not being perfect. The point is getting started. That's what good businesses do. So, 
So that's practical. <laughs> Those are practical things when it comes to money. But what about leadership? Like, what does this mean about leadership? Um, and I think this is the really important part that we need to talk about as well as the practical things. This is some of the things you can do to get better at money in your business. But um, what what does a good leader do? Again, a world-class leader takes responsibility for the things that are happening in their company, like their finances. Doesn't mean you have to micromanage. You need to let your people do their job. You just need a report to be able to make good decisions about what you do next. Hear my heart there. Don't micromanage people and take it back over. Hand things over. And if you feel like you can't hand things over to somebody you hired, well, you may have a management problem, an onboarding problem, a people in the wrong seats problem. And we're going to talk about that next on our next podcast where we start talking about the management problem and how do we overcome hiring people, getting people in the right seats, making sure the back door isn't open and people are wanting to leave. Big issues, guys. So join us again here coming up shortly on another podcast here at Real Construction Talk. I'm Jeremy Yoder, and if you ever are wondering if we're here for you, we really are. And I hope you got a lot out of this one. Again, some elementary things when it comes to money. And we're going to go right into management next time and talk about the second M, um, problem that that, uh, companies fail is a management problem. So join us again real soon on Real Construction Talk. Thanks, guys.